the producers would like to apologise for the lower-than-expected standards of podcasting on this month's episode. The interview with Ian Henderson had to be edited due to a technical fault with a wobbly microphone lead. The lead is currently on the wholeness course and we are believing for a full healing. We would also like to acknowledge that the host's humour was in no way minimising the importance of what was being discussed, but that Rachel was suffering from an attack of the giggles. She has made a full recovery since the recording was made. I believe what we're trying to model at Woody's is a sort of non-religious Christianity, Christianity. which we seem to be doing very well I think I model that really well. (laughs) Not religious enough. I need to be more religious. Right. I think we need to to bring a bit more religion back into Christianity. How can I model religious Christianity? A bit more... um, not licensed law maybe the law, law of quite we need yeah. maybe we need a bit bit more of that i think a bit of that seriousness taking life seriously the re- <laughs> <laughs> having the, not smiling so much the, right. i could do that i could definitely try that okay, try it i'll try not to smile so much you're a smiler though you I can't am a help it my smile my face naturally goes up but i could really work on it going down <laughs> I can try i'll practice i'll practice at home in the mirror no, because the moment you start <laughs> trying you'll start laughing <laughs> oh dear podcast hello everyone uh lovely to have you with us thanks for joining us for our march edition yes it's march there are daffodils through the glass in the window that's exciting to me it's happening it's happening spring is on its way it is and, um, it really 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 is thank you everyone for tuning in with us and listening and yeah we yeah we hope you're doing well and we've what have we got well we've got all sorts of stuff we're going to be getting up to in our march edition <laughs> because we are currently in our march for justice sermon series at church yes and we have been thinking we've only thought once because we only had one sunday <laughs> but we thought once about creation care so we've had sermons about that um tim and i spoke on sunday but we're going to be looking forward we're going to be thinking about Fair trade or <laughs> trading justly? <laughs> thinking about bananas. <laughs> I'm not really thinking about bananas. I'm just thinking about it's really important to buy fair trade bananas. Now, dear, dear listeners, I might have to interject here. Rachel, before going live, has um, read to herself the four notes that Rachel must follow when doing podcasts, including trying not to laugh too much <laughs> and things we're, we're struggling i'm gonna be honest i'm sorry it's been a long week Deep breath. and here we are so rachel are you are you okay are you back with us i'm back with us yeah i'm back with us let's not mention bananas so much bananas okay not, not bananas but march but for justice march it's justice. a huge topic it, is. it, it can feel overwhelming it can in the massive things that we face <laughs> this, i'm trying to bring it back this is actually really serious the tears they're, they're are not, falling down my ass. I don't know why you're crying with laughter about bananas. This is, the justice issues of the world are bigger than they've ever been. Uh, I think, and here we go. Right, it's not uh, okay. 
Hey. I think when I get a bit overwhelmed, I get a bit silly. It's a, that's it is possibly overwhelming. what it is. It right. is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's huge stuff in the world, isn't it? Okay, so for oh. the rest of the month, we're excited. We've got a, lo- a number of real guest speakers coming. Yes, who, brilliant people. Um, so who have we got, Rach? We've got... We've got um, uh, Emma Worrell from Open Doors. She is going to be speaking to us about the persecuted church. Obviously, a really, really important issue. And as Christians in the West, we can... We can sort of feel like, oh, it's hard to connect with our brothers and sisters in different parts of the world who are struggling. But hopefully she is going to come and open our eyes and challenge our hearts to to get engaged and praying and helping. Amazing. So that's on Sunday 23rd yes. at 11 o'clock, and, but they're going to be around all day. Yeah. I think also on Sunday the 15th, we've got an international justice mission. IJM are going to be coming and speaking and sharing with us. Um, gentleman called Leo, who's part of the team in Ghana, is going yes. to be sharing again at the 11 o'clock, but <coughs> we're going to be profiling that. So, yeah, there's loads of good stuff going on um, in March us at Woody's so we hope you can enjoy yeah. being part of it yes and actually you know we're having a bit of a giggle but not giggling about the big issues but I think they it can be a bit overwhelming like we said but listen to the sermons listen to them again and think maybe what one step can I do after each Sunday to try and alleviate yeah, yeah. the issue and I think you know that's, that's that can be a good yeah. thing and we're going to be taking a special offering for the yeah. work of IJM as well so you'll be hearing more about that so um, that's happening also um, so on this podcast we've got an interview with a gentleman called Ian Henderson yeah. Ian came and spoke to us in November uh, all about the issue of pornography addiction and we're really pleased that we've got Ian and his team are coming back to Bristol on the 20th Friday the 20th and Saturday the 21st of March uh, because we're hosting a conference called The P Word all about the issue of pornography and stuff. So, um, yeah, actually we've got the interview with Ian on our podcast today because mm. we we just felt what he's carrying and his message is really important for us as a church not only to hear but to be able to respond to. And I was really struck by how hopeful it was and how hopeful he is as a person. I think sometimes you maybe expect people who are really involved in challenging ministries to just sort of look really weighed down by the weight of what they're Mm. carrying. But he Mm. really wasn't, was he? He was really positive, loved Jesus, passionate about helping people walk towards freedom and and wasn't at all patronising or judging. Yeah, just a really, really great guy. So listen up to the podcast. And also, if you haven't signed up to come to the conference yet, can I just really encourage you to do that? And on the Friday night, it's going to be particularly geared at those working with children, parents, um, carers, teachers, professionals, in terms of how to help young people and kids navigate this world of pornography. The stats say that the the age that a child first views porn is 11. Okay. And that might be not del- deliberately, it might just be accidentally sure. on the internet. And we na- need to know how to help young people navigate this world. And then on Saturday, it's a conference really for anyone that wants to make a difference. It's kind of builders for church leaders, but it's for we're all leaders, wherever we are, aren't we? In, in the workplace, in our communities, in our neighbourhoods, we're all leaders as Christians. So, yeah, come on, come on and find out more about it. Okay, fantastic. And it might be for you uh, that will be a really significant step if that's an issue for you with pornography mm. or people that you know and you love, then also to be there, it'll be mm. a time where there's quipping and training and actually ways forward strategies of how people can find freedom around that as well. So um, it's not solely for leaders. Actually, we do want to make it open for anyone um, if that's going to be helpful to them. So um, without further ado, 
we're going to jump in and have a listen to our interview that we did with Ian back in November with us. So have a listen to this. I was chatting to Nigel earlier and I was I was just saying I remember watching the Friends episode when Monica catches Chandler watching porn and I just remember I can remember seeing it the first time I've seen it several times since because you know Friends is constantly on Netflix um but it, it it was quite it was quite normal it was a bit sort of awkward and embarrassing for for him but it just seemed like oh this is normal everyone does it and I I think there is I think it does seem like that it just seems like Maybe not in church, because we don't talk about this sort of thing in church, although we have been doing today. Mm. You've been really helping us do that. Yeah. But kind of outside of church, I really feel like people just watch it as, not that everyone's watching it all the time, but it's normal. Yeah. And, um, and that maybe what we're uncovering is like we're looking at the iceberg and there's a massive bulk of it underneath the water. Um, why do you think it is so normal or common or people so many people are watching it maybe they're not addicted maybe they are but it does seem to like you scratch the surface and there's loads of people that would, would admit to it if they yeah. if they I mean, did I, I agree. so i started naked truth um around about six years ago and i remember at the time it was massively taboo to yeah. talk about porn in church it was taboo to talk about it at all what was taboo in culture was to suggest there might be something harmful or negative yeah. about it you know and yeah. they were it was taboo for both reasons um and i think you're right and we we work in schools a lot that's a big part of our our work is kind of doing education and stuff in schools around the harmful effects of pornography and without question just when you're talking to young people there is just this sense of yeah what's the big deal mm. what 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 there isn't this kind of oh i've got to keep the secret in fact Young people sharing links with each other, showing stuff to each other. There's, it's, it's funny. It's there. There's just not this sense of, oh my goodness, you know, don't, don't let anyone find out. Think about cars and when they kind of do a new design of some car, and uh, you know that it's like a, it's a, it's you know the whatever, and you're used to seeing it, it being a certain way, and then they kind of do this change, this big change. I remember when the McGann and they changed mm, the back mm, of the, the McGann. Yeah, the shape. And everyone's like going, ooh, I don't know. And it didn't take long. It takes six months maybe. You're just seeing that car everywhere all the time. And after a while, you don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. You don't even spot it. Um, and that, those kind of subtle little shifts and changes that happen in our perception when we have exposure to something in a regular way. Mm. And, and that creates our attitudes and it creates all sorts of stuff. That's helpful works so that's what's happening you know people are getting exposed to something so much that then it becomes I'm going to ask you Ian um, and again I suppose just for us as a church and a church community um, I suppose if, if people aren't aware of it they are now you know this is a massive issue and we also have to acknowledge it will be a big issue for people in church in our church for some life-controlling addictive stuff for others maybe occasional maybe for some people never been an issue and never will be but mm. we need to at least recognize that and so what do you think we should be what do you think the message should be as a church as a community around this stuff actually not just to ourselves yeah but maybe even more broadly as well yeah. what, what do you think we should be in some ways promoting or on the front foot about rather than just yeah. defensive or yeah. kind of pretending it's not an issue or pretending it's going to go away we're, yeah. we're completely past that it's a great question. Thanks. I mean, I think... Um, well, I came up with that myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, 50-50. I think that um, 
maybe one of the big messages uh, for us is um, that it doesn't have to be like this. Uh, and, you know, we talked a little bit about that in the, in the services, but I think that's so important. That's so important for us as people who might struggle with this as an issue, uh, however much, is that actually this, this, this doesn't have to be normal, that this, this actually is abnormal. This isn't what we were created for. This yeah. isn't how God intends us to see ourselves or other people. Um, but, but also um, that therefore there is hope and there's freedom and there's forgiveness that this, 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 however you see and find yourself in this problem, this, this doesn't have to be your life. And I think one of the things, particularly about secrecy and shame and porn just, just, you know, trades in those two things so much. It's, 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 it's kind of porn's two killer punches is secrecy and shame is that you begin to believe that, that you're the only one that you are like this dirty, messed up person and no one else is quite as bad as you. Uh, and that this, this, this can't really be any different. Mm. So I think a big part of our message to, to is, is actually, no, this isn't, this isn't normal. This isn't God's intention for you. And, and actually, this isn't who you are. This might be something you do, but this isn't who you are. And, and also that um, I think particularly as we talk to people outside the church, I think there's a sense of, and it doesn't have to be like this, but we understand that there is hope and healing because we've been there. Yeah. We're, you know, I think, I think the big message the church probably has, mm. I think for society, I think we're going to have more and more people going, my marriage is falling apart because of this porn stuff. My inability to hold a, a relationship together, my inability to have good mental health is being impacted by this porn stuff. Who is talking about this? Yeah. And if the church were going, actually, we're talking about it, not because we think we're above it. But we're talking about it because, you know, we've been broken too. We're parents panicking too. We're partners who've been hurt too. All that. And, but in it, we've found that Jesus yeah. seems to offer hope and freedom and forgiveness. That's an incredibly missional message, yeah. actually. Uh, sadly, particularly related to sex stuff, the church has come across to the world, I think, as just being anti-everything. Um, Whereas, um, and a slightly kind of like, you know, that's disgusting, how could you? Whereas I think our posture in this needs to be like, we know. Yeah, yeah. We know, not how could you, but yeah, and we what, know. What would you put as the underlying issues around pornography? Like you yeah. could say like an alcohol addiction, actually yeah. the issues isn't alcohol. Yes, sure. alcohol is the problem, but yeah. the, the deep rooted, what, what would you put? as I guess your work with people yeah. and seeing people in recovery, what would you yeah, put underneath that as the what drives? Well I think I think you're absolutely right in that I think the porn functions in the same way as as any other kind of drug or thing that people use to self medicate or self soothe. So Porn is free, it's accessible, it kind of that you get a dopamine release. There's so it, it actually yeah, in the same way that if people are stressed or people are lonely or people are hurting, they might reach out to a, a bottle or a bigger bar of chocolate or whatever it is. There will be somebody who will reach out to porn and it, it works. It functions for people in that way. Um, and so I think, I think in the same way that, that um, you're right, it's rarely to do with sex, actually. I mean, it, it, it is a bit... 
but but I think it's much more to do with the fact that people are are trying to escape, trying to cover up pain, trying to trying to deal with, and so it can be any those roots can be any number of things in the same way that it can be if when you talk to you know an alcoholic. Uh, what are you what what's the trauma what's the or what's the what's the brokenness or the the family of origin wound or the what is the thing that you it's more just saying let's acknowledge that this that this this isn't it there is something deeper and i think very much with porn users and those that have a dependency porn is functioning as 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 how they're coping um but maybe what is slightly different is that um addiction often people talk about trauma or attachment as being a root of of addiction traditionally i think there would be a third thing with porn which is opportunity so i think just again just because you know it's anytime anywhere access to to something that will kind of like distract something that will numb something that will help you escape something that will kind of give you give you a kind of dopamine hit all that that in it so you might you might not have a trauma you might not have uh, a, an attachment issue or or actually what's happened is it was there mm. and it was fun to start with but after a while it actually becomes the thing you then use to function when you just feel a bit stressed or a bit anxiety or whatever so there's not a, such a deeper root thing but it's just the thing you use thank you that's really Good stuff. Maybe final sort of question mm. as we come into land, because you've got to go and preach in a minute. Sure. We don't want, we don't <laughs> want to keep you from your yeah. job of preaching in a few minutes. Um, I guess I was thinking on a practical level, if there's somebody that's listening to this mm. that thinks, oh, I may I may have a problem with porn. Maybe I'm addicted. Maybe maybe I'm not addicted, but I'm self-medicating. Yeah. What what would you say to them to help them sort of take a first, a first step? And also the other question is, what if someone comes to you and yeah. says, actually, I think I've got an issue here. What would you, what advice would you give to the person that's heard that? Yeah. Um, often I kind of talk to people about beginning the process of, of getting real and then getting yeah. rid. And I think actually being honest with yourself, with God, preferably with someone else, uh, that getting real, that thing of, okay, stop minimizing this. Stop saying it's 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 not that big a deal, or that's or stop maximising actually the impact you think it has on your life. Be real about how how porn is affecting you in your life and the person you want to be, and then and then you can begin the journey of starting to get rid of it. But but that honesty is is really important. Identify even that you, if you're identifying that you, that porn is a way in which you're you're using porn to feel better about other stuff if you've identified that already then that's a massive step in itself so then um i i would say um to take the brave brave step of saying okay i need help then to get rid of this um and so we we run groups to help people where they can they can get help and and it can be confidential and other people don't need to know or people maybe in there you know in your church or whatever don't need to know straight away. I think eventually you want to get to a place where maybe you do have a few trusted individuals who know. But but telling someone, even if it's not someone in your church immediately, but yeah. telling someone is probably the first step. So kind of bringing it out of the dark. Yeah, it out absolutely. Of the um, being honest, being real, 
um, with yourself and with someone else. And what about the person that is maybe on the receiving end of the information, a spouse or a, a yeah. parent or a youth worker? Yeah. You know, it's, it must be a really difficult thing yeah. to hear. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Well, I mean, they're very different things. I think if, you, if you're a kind of youth worker or a friend and someone comes to you and says, I'm struggling with this, I think the, the kind of steps that you would be taking is thank you. Thanks for being brave, acknowledging how difficult that would have been, helping that person think, okay, let, that was only a step though. So this isn't all it is. We're not just going to kind of talk about this once and then not talk about it again. Let's, let's actually talk about where you could move from here. Um, so how can I, can I, is it all right if in two weeks I ask you, what did you do? Did, did you get some help? Did you go somewhere? Can I begin that process? I think if you're a, I think if you're a spouse, that feels very, very different because you're then dealing with a whole load of other stuff where you've been maybe lied to or, or you feel things have been hidden. It's a lot. It's not just as simple of thank you for telling me. Uh, how can we get you help? I mean, I think that's part of it, but an important part will be, okay, we're going to both need to get some help here because this is, this is a significant thing. Um, but, yeah, I think an acknowledging how scary that would have been for that person, whoever they are, I think is, is a good thing to do. And I think acknowledging, okay, let's start, let's start moving forward. At, do I have permission, particularly if you're a friend or a youth leader, do I have permission to, to make sure you've done that, that you don't just go and feel relieved you've said something now, which happens a lot, but then no one moves after that point. And I think oh, I've, I've told someone now, so it's okay. That's only often the beginning of you getting free. Ian, thank you. That's, that's really helpful. And I guess just putting it out there, if you're listening to this and actually it has raise something for you around mm -hmm. the issue of pornography in your life, then we want to say, actually, as we've said before, we're a healing community as a church. We're for one another. There's no shame. Actually, we all need Jesus. We're all broken, and also yeah. we all want to see each other thrive. And so if that is something, we'd love you to be able to just hear what Ian said and be able to share with someone and be able to maybe take those first steps. Also, check out the Naked Truth Project website and again there's lots of support for people struggling or for spouses or just information and signposting to stuff as well so we'd really encourage people to check that out and it's it's a brilliant resource and we're so grateful for you being with us and maybe could you pray for us um what are we praying for praying for people who are listening praying for us as a church anything yeah. you like we'll do it right. short because the service is started yeah, now i will get in trouble but powerful <laughs> short but powerful right. oh no 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 pressure come yeah. on Jesus, we just thank you that when we feel lost, um, when we feel, feel harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, um, you are the good shepherd. You can lead us, you can protect us, you can feed us, you can help us. Um, and so, Lord, we just want to pray for anyone who right now just feels uh, at a loss um, that, that they will find in you uh, what they need. And yes, there may be practical support and there may be people who gather around them. But Lord, we pray that you will be uh, that, that rod and that staff that comfort them, that you will be the, the one who uh, brings them to places of healing and wholeness. And I pray for this great church as well. Thank you, Lord, for their willingness to, to, um, to take a stand and say, we, we want to be 
uh, representatives of Jesus that uh, talk about this and tackle this. And so I pray as they do so, that that will, yes, bring healing to the congregation, but also to this city, to the, to the community as a whole, Lord, that you will use this church to bring life and hope and healing uh, to all that they're in contact with. Amen. 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 Great. Thanks, Ian. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Off to preach in like 10 minutes. So, hooray for you. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Cheers. So, there you have it a really insightful, compassionate, and inspiring interview with. I've got his name. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I think this is our worst one yet. This is. Totally He's do called. know his name. It just literally went out of my head. Ian. <laughs> Ian Henderson. Oh, I've okay. got to do that again. So there you have it. A really compassionate, insightful, inspiring interview with Ian Henderson. He, yeah, he's such a lovely guy and really loved um, having the time to chat to him and bless him. We just literally finished speaking to him and then the next minute he was straight up at the 7 p.m. speaking. 7pm service speaking, leading hmm. leading on that. So he did do a great job. I hope you found that encouraging. And it may be that you want to share share this podcast. I mean, we, I know people always say that, but I think on this particular issue, there's not an awful lot of people who are speaking about this topic, but actually it is huge in our society and in, in our culture. So why don't you share it on Facebook or share it, I don't know, wherever you want to do, or just literally email it to your mates and say, look, listen to this guy. Um, fast forward the first bit and <laughs> finish it after speaking don't listen to the other two wittering on but have a listen to this guy because he's really got some good stuff to say and if you want to find out more about um, what Ian and his um, ministry does then check out the Naked Truth Project and actually really appreciated their willingness to come and support us as a church and get involved with us and that's partly why we're putting on the um, the conference in March as well so yeah do check it out there's loads of brilliant um kind of information and stuff all about what they get up to at thenakedtruthproject.com. So um, thanks for listening, guys. We're going to love you and leave you. We're already starting to get ready for Easter. So uh, the April Easter edition will be out very soon. So uh, wherever you're listening, whatever you're getting up to, um, we want to just ask for God's blessing to be with you now. And um, I'm going to pray for you and bless you. So, um, yeah, Lord, we thank you that you're a God of freedom and that you care for us. And we want to pray, actually, right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, that you would know the presence of God just with you now and that he's for you and cares for you. And we pray, God, that um, yeah, our lives would just be open to your spirit and all that you're saying and all that you're doing in us. So, um, yeah, wherever you are, I bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Right. Well. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, and send us your stories. We, yes. we do. We're going to have a bumper edition of we stories at stories. some point, have sometime. A, have a great March, and we'll look forward to chatting with you at Easter. All right. Bye. Bye.